Hi, hello, I'm Pastor B. Welcome to this Sunday service. I'm so excited that you joined me this Sunday because there's a word God has prepared for you today. I am super, super excited. How was your week? Remember, we are still in August and August is the month of new beginning. You should expect a miracle to happen to you any day of this month. That is why you leave your house every morning expectant. God is going to do something in this month for you, for your family, in your career, in your business. It's going to bring new things. It's going to bring freshness. So get up, get ready for a miracle in this month of August. And I know for sure that God will come true for you and your family. So make sure you raise your hopes. Always raise your hopes. Constantly expect that God is going to do something and work a miracle in your life. We are running a series, like you know, which I call um, Erasing God. We are not erasing God. We are erasing misconceptions of God that we might have had, either from our experiences, either from other people's experiences, either from what people have told us that God is or God isn't, and especially maybe something we might have heard from a clergy person. Or might have heard from the pulpit. We are going back to the word. We are going back to God's word. So God's word will teach us, show us, and unveil and reveal who God truly is. His nature, his character, and his attributes. And this should be, I believe, the eighth in the series. That means we've done seven episodes already on this series so i would love you to go catch up from our website activatechurch.co.uk forward slash podcast and you will listen to the previous episodes because they are going to form a foundation on which we're going to build today on which we're going to build on tuesday which we're going to view subsequently throughout this month, we will be looking at this subject I call Erasing God. Hallelujah. So today we are kicking off with one of God's attributes. We've done with the character and his, and his nature. And we're kicking off one of his attributes, which I call mercy. Wow. You know, some of God's attributes are mercy, grace, patience, goodness, truth, forgiven, and love. And though love is an attribute, love is also his nature. So we are going to look at mercy. I'm so excited about mercy. You know, the Bible tells us a whole lot about God's mercy, but you need to know something for sure. The mercy is driven by compassion to forgive in the face of offense. Mercy chooses not to be offended. Mercy chooses to pay back evil 
with good. Mercy is an extension, is an expression of love, is an expression, is an extension of God's love for us. So I've taken God's mercy as a show of weakness or one of his outlaying character, but God's mercy is at the core of who he is. His mercy is a massive show of strength, not weakness. So when we deserve to be punished for our failings, God's strength is seen in an infinite display of his mercy. So, you know, um, you know, Moses requested to see God's glory. We've looked at that in previous um, episodes. God's glory, which is God's weight of splendor. But God's response to his request was that he will showcase his goodness and announce his name or his attribute. Take a, take a listen to what, what um, God said to Moses. Exodus 34, verse 6 and 7, I'll read from the New King James Version. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children till the third and the fourth generation. Now, did you notice something? In case you didn't, I'm going to tell you still. <laughs> See, mercy was mentioned twice. It was the first attribute he proclaimed. And secondly, he let Moses know the coverage of his mercy and the vehicle of his mercy. His mercy extends to thousands and his forgiveness is for all that need it. Isn't that awesome? So God is a merciful God. Mercy is an attribute of God and it's an attribute that is infinite. It is inexhaustible and 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 it's it's one of his his display of love within the divine nature which disposes god to be actively compassionate god's mercy never runs dry it is steadfast it is infinite you can always bank on god's mercy the way you bank on his word see prophet jeremiah captures it's in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, from verse 23 and 22 and 23, where he said, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. He said, Great is your faithfulness. Wow. See, I have an interesting statistics for you. See, mercy is a cornerstone of God's character. It is evidenced by its repetition in the scripture. It was mentioned 262 times in the King James Version of the Bible. Now, do you know the Old Testament has a lot to say about God's mercy than the New Testament? Did you know that? 
In fact, it talks about God's mercy four times more than the new. One would think that God of the Old Testament is all doom and gloom, seeking to punish or to kill the fortress of the law. But this isn't true at all. God didn't just become merciful in the New Testament. It is his eternal attribute. He has always been. He is and he will forever be merciful. Nothing can change that. Nothing you do can change him. Nothing you do can stop making God or making him be a person of mercy. God is always true to his nature. That is why I can count and rely on him so much. To receive mercy, you must first know that God is merciful. Because what you don't know, you can never access. What you don't know, you will never have access to. As everything with God, you need faith to enjoy and access it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you're constantly fed with the word that God is coming for you, do you know what? You will believe that God truly is coming for you. But when you are taught and you're constantly fed with God's true nature, that God is merciful, that God is gracious, guess what? You will start believing in his mercy. You will start believing in his grace. And guess what? What you believe is what will happen to you. What you expect is what will come to you. That is why it is, it is important that we are fed with the right word. That is why it is important that we have a shepherd over us that will constantly lead us by still waters, that will constantly lead us to green pastures of the word of God. It's so, so, so important because the enemy can use that to attack you in the name of God. See, I've seen a lot of Christians accept Satan's attack as God's punishment for one wrong or one sin that they might have committed. Let me explain. In denominations where people are taught a lot about healing, do you know what? A lot of people start functioning in healing. A lot of people carry that anointing for healing. A lot of people demonstrate healing tremendously. See, in denominations where faith is taught constantly, you see people growing faith. They will believe God for the unimaginable. They will constantly expect something to happen. They will become giants of faith. You know, they will believe that they can move mountains. And guess what? Mountains will move for them because you are a product of what you listen to. What you hear long enough, you will definitely start believing it. What you hear and behold long enough, you will become. So it is time to install mercy. It is time to realize and know that God is merciful. 
He's merciful to sinners as well. Now, if God is merciful to sinners, what do you think? How do you think he's merciful for us that are his children will be? I mean, you're left to wonder the magnitude of his mercy towards us that are believers. You know, as with the Israelites in the wilderness, the Bible said that the word did not profit them as it was not mixed with faith. So don't allow that to be your story. Embrace God's mercy today so you will profit from it. So mercy is what gets you out of trouble so you don't get what you deserve. And that is so true. <laughs> you know, what, um, let me put it this way, you deserve to be punished, right? Because you've done something wrong. Mercy is that thing that ensures you don't get into trouble. Now, grace is now giving you what you don't deserve. Now, mercy gets you out of trouble. Grace delivers to you what you don't deserve. So you see a criminal that's supposed to be killed or hung for murder, but mercy from the governor gives that criminal a pardon. So he's pardoned, so he does not get hung because of the murder he committed. That is mercy. Now, when he comes out, the government now gives him a house, gives him a job, gives him social security. This is now grace. This man was supposed to die because he killed another person. But mercy said no and brought him out. Grace now said yes and elevated him in society. Wow. So you see that mercy and grace work together. Mercy and grace work hand in glove. And both of them are attributes of God, you know, and are all underlined by his nature of love. <laughs> Glory to God. See, see, Jesus showed the woman accused of adultery mercy so he could walk her into grace. <laughs> when those men brought her to him to judge her before they stoned her to death. But mercy said no. No. Another case in the Bible, one of such women's name was written in perpetuity because Jesus decreed that everywhere they go preaching, they must mention her name. And who was this woman? This was also a woman that the religious leaders all around Jesus condemned Jesus for associating with such woman because the woman came and broke an alabaster box of perfume and poured it on Christ. You know, of course, you know what um, Judah said about that. Now, the Pharisees around there was like, if Jesus knew who this woman was, he will not let her mercy touch him. But mercy said no. Not only did mercy say no, grace now took this woman and etched her name in the annals of God. 
that today we read about her. And Jesus gave a command that this woman's name must be mentioned every and anywhere they go about preaching Christ. Before God's mercy, where would I have been? Where would you have been before his mercy? You know? You know, this, this, the same thing, the same mercy was also shown on the murderer Saul who became poor. He oversaw and supervised the killing of Stephen. But mercy said no. And this murderous person became a leading apostle preaching Christ all over the known world as it was. Oh, I love the song by Sissy Winers that says, Mercy said no. Mercy said no. He said, I'm not going to let you go. He said, I'm not going to let you slip away. He said, you don't have to be afraid. Mercy said no. Sin will never take control. Life and death still face to face. Darkness tried to steal my heart away. Thank you, Jesus. Mercy said no. I mean, don't mind my voice, but I'll just try to show you what the mercy of God has done for us took us from sin and took us to the palace oh hallelujah hey 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 listen to me mercy says no every sin hanging over your neck that the enemy keeps reminding you of you know you know oh hallelujah while i was praying and preparing for this sermon the spirit told me someone whose act of abortion while in school, he's still hanging over their neck. You're married now to a lovely man, and it has been several years since your wedding, but you don't have a child yet. At times you cry and wonder what is going on. The enemy whispers into your ear, it is the abortion you carried out. That is what you're paying for. Now hear me well, hear me well. Mercy says no. Don't listen to that devil telling you your pain for your past sins. God has forgiven you. He has forgotten your past. He does not even remember them anymore. Don't let the accuser of the brethren condemn you anymore. Mercy says no. Mercy says no. I lose you from that position of the enemy. Arise, young woman, and sing. Hallelujah. You who have not born a child. He says, break forth into singing. He says, cry aloud. You who have not labored with child. He says, for more are your children. Hallelujah. Than the children of the married woman. Praise God. Thus says the Lord. He says, I should tell you that. For more are your children 
I speak to your womb right now. I speak to your fallopian tubes. I speak to your eggs and that of your husband. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command life. I speak life. I decree and command them to prepare to carry a son. In the name of Jesus, receive life in your body. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And you, man, that have shed blood, I speak life to you. Yes, you, 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 you. I pronounce that the mercy of God overshadows you right now and brings peace to your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, as I end this sermon today, make sure you join me next Sunday. There is a word for, for the Lord for you. I'm going to continue on this mercy. <laughs> you know, you might wonder, what does this mean? You know, that God won't judge evil on earth. Does that mean that God will judge evil on earth? No, no, no. It doesn't mean that. He sure will judge. I mean, this is one of his attributes, judgment. Oh, I'm going to come to that in the future, this month. But his justice is executed under the consideration of mercy for those needing it most. There's something A.W. Tauser um, said that um, he captured it so succinctly when he said, As judgment, God's justice confronts moral inequality, so mercy is the goodness of God confronting human suffering and guilt. <laughs> so we shouldn't think that God's mercy cancels out his judgment. No. God is just. And this is one of his attributes. You know? So don't think he, he does that. But in the face of judgment. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just remember the story somebody told. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, there was this guy that committed an offense. I don't remember the exact offense. This is a true life story. But not 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 um, something you know really serious. I think either he had an accident or something and um, he was taken to court and uh, he was supposed to pay for the repairs. I can't remember clearly, but it was not a criminal case. It's a civil case, if you know what I mean. So he got to court <laughs> and they said, Arise, judge, so-and-so is going to sit. And the guy looked up. And guess what? <laughs> the judge was his neighbor. So he looked at his lawyer and he smiled and relaxed. He was like, there is no way my neighbor is going to pass harsh judgment on me. <laughs> to cut a long story short, the matter was heard. By the judge and guess what the judge passed judgment and fined the man five hundred dollars and i was like was confused he was expecting that because the judge was his neighbor and they were friends that the judge will be partial so the conversation ended he went to see the judge I was like, what's going on? I thought I'm going to just kick out the case and acquit me and all that. The judge says, no. That yes, we are neighbors. Yes, we are friends. But when I sit on that seat, that I have to be just. 
and execute the law rightly. That I'm a different person on that seat. And I was like, okay. I said, yes. So I find you $500 to pay and you must pay it. That is justice and it is based on equity. But hey, hold on. The judge put his hand in his pocket, brought out his wallet, counted $500, gave the man to go pay the court clerk. And the guy was confused. He said, yes, I had to pass judgment as the judge. But as your friend, I'm not showing you mercy. By paying the price you ought to pay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's exactly what God did for us through Jesus Christ's son. He has passed judgment on sin, which is death. And we got disconnected from God. We pay the price. And we, men, we are paying that price. Until he said, it is enough. Until mercy said no. And God sent his son to come and die for you. To come and die for me on the cross. Then he paid the price of death that we were supposed to pay. So that today we have life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see, as followers of Christ, we need to be merciful to people. We need to forgive them easily when they wrong us. So we can obtain mercy from God. The Bible says something in Matthew chapter 5 verse 7. The Bible says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I end, I would like us to read from Psalm 136. I love the chapter. That chapter of the Bible captures God's mercy. We're going to just read it through. If you have your phone, you have a Bible close by, turn to Psalm 136. As I read it, I want you to echo for his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. So start from verse 1. The Bible says, Thanksgiving to God for his enduring mercy. Oh, give thanks to God for he is good. Now respond. For his mercies endures forever. Hallelujah. Oh, give thanks to God of all gods for his mercies endures forever. You got it. For his mercy endures forever to him who alone does great wonders for his mercies. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Him who by wisdom made the heavens respond for his mercies. Hallelujah. To him who laid out the earth above the waters for his mercies endures forever. To him who made great lights respond everybody for his mercies endures forever. The sun to rule the day. Hallelujah. The moon and stars to rule by night for his. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hey, 
to him who struck Egypt in their firstborn and brought out Israel from among them for his mercies endures forever. With a strong arm and with an outstretched arm, <laughs> he's going to bring you out. Hallelujah. <laughs> To him who divided the Red Sea, respond for his men. He's going to divide that obstacle for you to pass through. Hey, hallelujah. And made you to pass through the midst of it. For his mercies endures forever. He overthrew Pharaoh and every oppressor that is oppressing you, whether at work or your business. And he will throw them into the rest. He respond for his mercy. <laughs> to him who led his people through the wilderness. Respond for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck down great kings. He's going to bring down every giant for you in this year 2020. Respond uh, for his mercy. He's going to slay famous kings for you. Respond for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorite, could be poverty, could be sickness, whatever it is, respond for his mercy endures forever. He will give you their land as an heritage. Shout for his mercy. I hear somebody recover, recovery, recovery is coming to you. You're going to overtake. Hallelujah. You're going to overtake. The God is going to restore to you in this month, in this year, things you've lost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he who remembers us in our lower state, re respond for his mercy, endures forever. And rescued us from all our enemies. Hallelujah. For his mercies, endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh. He is your provider. Oh, give thanks. To God and the Lord of heaven, for his mercy endure it forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise. I give you praise. I pray for this ones. I pronounce blessings upon them. I pronounce your mercies upon them. I pronounce grace upon grace upon them. I decree that they will multiply increase. I decree that they will expand and increase in abundance. I pray, oh Lord, that your angels will work with them to bring to them every single one of their expectations. I pray for those that took some professional exam. I pray right now that you will pass those exams in the name of Jesus. I pray for those ones seeking to immigrate to a better place, that everything you need comes and works out for your good. I ask that the Lord make provisions for you. I ask that the Lord touch your body and bring healing to your body in the name of Jesus. Now, now, if you want to partake of God's mercy, He already has this mercy for you. But you've not yet reconnected back to Him. You've not yet made, you've not availed yourself of His mercy. This is now time for you to avail yourself of God's mercy. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. 
this is time for it. Now I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died and I believe you re resurrected from the dead. I want today to experience your mercy and your grace in my life, in that of my family, in my relationships, in my career, in my business. Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Today, I ask you into my heart. Take your place in my human spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you say that prayer, the Lord Jesus, our Lord, through his spirit, the eternal spirit, is now living on your inside. He has shown you mercy and is going to multiply grace to you. Write us. Go to our website. Write us. We want to hear from you. And we will reach out to you with some other information you will need and you will um, use as you start this new life. So please connect with us, contact us, and we'll reach you immediately. Tia, I love you. Go prosper. Go succeed. Go for the Lord God is with you. And grace is multiplied to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.